Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Cause I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 47 of the Greenlight Podcast. It has been... Uh, it's been a minute. A minute. We probably owe you a couple, but we're going to go over a, a ton of stuff today. We've got new technology that we now we technology. can... Uh, Shout out to Megan McGrath. And um, and new... And, and new uh, two mics. Two mics. We're going to have our first ad new hosting, New hosting service so we can start doing... Uh, we can start doing some impromptu live episodes and yeah. take... Take uh, listener questions and, yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that. So. Shout out to Anchor, anchor.fm. You'll hear about it later. Uh, but let's dive in, man. we got a lot to cover. So first and foremost, flopping. Um, we've talked about this since basketball has been around, I feel like. But flopping is now officially against the rules, as you heard in the intro. What that means is the first time a player is called for flopping, they get a warning, which is, you know... I don't. I mean, what do you even feel about the warning part? Like, shouldn't it just? It's go? so subjective to begin with because very much so. What I what I, is the example that someone used the other day was okay. Well, if, like if a guy closes out super hard and he's getting really close to him, he doesn't make any contact, but the guy is just like kind of off balance and yeah, falls yeah, down, yeah, yeah. and and just falls like that. Is that a flop too? So say say a team's down. Two at the end of a game. Yeah. They shoot a three and the guy doesn't make contact, but he falls. Yeah. Is that a flop? Like, there's a corner. I saw an example of that the other day. It was yeah, a, 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 yeah, a corner three. Yeah. And he and just falls over. But, like, I don't know. I, is that a flop? Or, like, that's different than, like, Lance Stevenson just falling all over the place. Yeah. I mean, so they basically categorized it in three different um, layer or three different options. So ba- what, the one you mentioned, a shooter who falls down without being fouled, a dribbler who thrusts his head backward, uh, what's referred to as a head bob, which I've never ever re- heard it referred to as a head bob. It's basically just you coming off the screen and a point oh, yeah. guard just trying a head to bob. fake contact. It's oh, yeah. just like I mean that's kind of about like as common as it can be. Yeah, it that's is as like, common as it gets. That's a DJ Cooper patented. That's move. my least favorite one. I hope they call that every single time because it's so annoying and you're not getting fouled. I'd say. DJ Cooper probably at Ohio probably thirty thirty percent at least of possessions. Yeah. Like Vincent any Council time he's coming, just oh, you yep. probably just get there, and get probably it. half of the time he at least get something. Yep. Um, and then the last one, which I don't know, this one's probably you see the least, which is a defender who moves his head backward ahead of his body in an effort to persuade the ref to call a charge. So basically, right before he actually gets contact, he throws his head back, which. Okay, I mean, that one to me is like, it's either a charge or not. Why are we trying to worry about if this is a flop? Because to me, the charge is really, I mean, yes and no. Like, I think there's a couple different ones. I think one, if a player is driving and someone steps in to try and take a charge, yep. that to me is not a flop. Like, you're, you, may, you may fall early. But I don't think it's necessarily a flop. I think you just suck at taking charges. Yeah, that the was one me. I, hand, that was hand up. That was me. Because I was <laughs> when I was like in high school, I was like scared. Any one of my teammates can say this. I was like yeah. scared to take contact, so I would just like fall. I'd start yeah, lead, fall I'd start rocking on my heels a little yeah. bit. So yeah. it was always like one nudge. I'm going down. Yeah. To me, there's a difference between that and the big man who's guarding another big man yeah. when he has the ball in the post, 100%. and you hit one bump. 
Yeah. Two bumps, and they usually do it on the second, which means yeah. it's you always got to take two. Oh yeah. And then on the third, he just oh. takes it, and all of a sudden the big man, who's two hundred and sixty pounds, yep. six eight, flies. Yep. And basically hits a cheerleader. Yes, that's a flop. So that one, I I agree. But yeah, to your point, like it's how is this going to be measured with? You got hundreds of refs. Yep. Hundreds, thousands of games throughout the year. Yep. You know, again, like anytime a new rule happens, like, yeah, there's always going to be conversation and controversy about it. Of course. But this is going to be tough to, to do. And my biggest thing, too, is like think, well, first off, the biggest thing is guys transitioning into college basketball because you're going from AAU basketball where you have weekend refs that are usually mediocre at best that are getting duped in it. Like they're, you're almost taught to flop in a way in, in that in AAU basketball. If yeah. you're not in your King Hoops program, yeah, obviously. Damn right. But we don't do that. The thing like these, those refs are like easily duped into, okay, that's a chart. Like, yeah, I'm they thinking, just don't, they're just they, not they just good don't know. And so yeah. those guys, especially those are these early transition guys, like may think, I don't know if they think they can still get away with it, but like, just the way that youth basketball is set up now is guys are used to kind of doing it. Now it's going to be nipped in the bud right away. But it still goes back to our point. It's such a subjective thing. It's almost like pass interference in the NFL now. Is it really going to – it's oh, the, God, the fact that it's like – review it's, it's review everything, yeah. but then nothing gets overturned because the refs yeah. don't want to like act like, oh, his buddy, my, my crew member made the wrong call. So it's – I get the premise of it. It's kind of weird. Like the hook and hold last year. It was to try and like save yeah, – prevent yeah. injuries. And, yeah. but, and I guess it's to try and remove it from the game and then it will just kind of disappear. But I, it's, just, I just think there's there's, there's going to be a there's going to be a huge conference game with massive uh, implications, or it's going to be a national TV game on ESPN, and I can already picture Jay Bills' reaction. I can uh, picture Dick Vitale's reaction. That's not fair to the kids, man. Let them play. Yeah. I, I, when did this? When, when did we just rely on computers, baby? That's it. That's when? It. You kind of sound like Bernie Sanders there a little bit. That was pretty good. It's oh, a yeah, between Bernie and uh, and Dickie B. Oh boy. No, but I, I think there's a difference between an all-out flop. And then, like, a play yeah. where you get hit and maybe yeah, you're left out. That's no, your point of the play. Like, exactly. someone closes out, maybe lands a little too close to your feet, and yep. you kind of, like, shift or whatever. And then you're going to get called for – again, it's just too subjective. And, so exactly. I don't know. And, and, and that's the whole point of it. It's – at the end of the – it's – I think it built – in it's – the way that the wording is, it should be used for those egregious flops. But I think since it's so new and the referees are fresh to it, they're kind of – like, all right, we're playing this by the book on every individual player. Is it just for these like egregious calls? Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see how it goes. Um, let's jump into Memphis and James Wiseman. Big update today. He's been suspended 12 games by the NCAA and will be eligible. Won't be eligible to play until January 12th against South Florida. Um, you have to you be know. living under a rock if you haven't heard the story because no, it is no, pla- well, saying, it is plastered everywhere. Yeah. And every update, it's it's a woge bomb. It's yeah. it's everything because he's. Number one player in the country. But again, I think something that has literally it's it is unprecedented what Penny and Memphis did yep. playing him, even though he got a court order and whatever, but playing him is is a smack in the face no, to the NCAA, and I'm I'm here for it. No, definitely. But even before we dive into that, let's all just understand what Penny did is not allowed. No, hundred percent. You, you, okay. you cannot yes. pay yes. for so a that's AAU the thing. kid to move. <laughs> You, no, you, hey, you and high school. It was you, a jab. It's yeah, like, hey, you, you kid just was living in Nashville. Kid was, it's the exact same thing. You can't exactly. if you you can't if you're a hedge fund manager yeah. or Paulo. Well, actually, no, I can't. You, you could. could. Ian I could. could. And, and, and now again, to assume that like you wouldn't do that 
You, the only way you would do that in this situation is the kid's going to go to UVA. It's the whole point. No, exactly. So now that he's at Memphis and now he, now if this if Wiseman ended up at Cal or USC or who cares? It's not a booster. It's fine. Not, yeah, whatever. It's still stupid. Yeah. Against the rules. But I think we kind of miss that whole part because like everyone now just – because everyone is so against the NCAA. Yeah. And if you've listened to one minute of this podcast, you know we both are. But, but let's get it straight that this yeah. is not allowed and it broke all the rules in the book. Whether the book sucks or not is irrelevant. And don't take this the wrong way. I think if this was Duke doing that, there would be more outcry against like, oh, this is – no, no, no. He can't play. Like they're yeah. getting away with it because Penny has a good – like a, a positive reputation with everybody. Like even though Memphis did cheat their ass off with Cal Perry. Yeah. But like the one thing is if this was a team that like the – the public hated. I don't think they'd be all up in arms defending sure. James Wiseman. Sure, but because if you disagree. look at, but if you, it, it, it's. I mean, the guy he, and it's not like it happened originally. I think it was good. No, who was the first person that broke it? They tweeted the wrong information first. They yeah, originally and said, and I was like, oh, yeah. They said two thousand eight, and they're like, oh, I so I was like two thousand eight. I was like, oh, well, the kid was in like elementary school. I was like, okay, yeah, that's different. Not a prospect, I don't hear, but no, like this was James Wiseman was a sophomore in high school. The kid's seven feet tall for was earmarked as a top prospect from day one. So it's don't get it twisted. The kid was a top kid. He wanted him on his AAU team. So for those that don't know, Penny coached Team Penny on the EYBL circuit. He coached Memphis East with basically all these top talented kids. They were like one of the top five teams in the country for the past like three years. And this kid that lived in Nashville is obviously a top prospect. Like, hey, I want you to come play for me in high school. I want you to play for this team. We want to make it happen. Because okay, well we live in Nashville. How do we make this work? Okay, here's ten racks to come move to Memphis. The the two thousand that's not it's, yeah it's not, not the two thousand eight thing you were referring to is when Penny Hardaway uh, gave Memphis a million dollar donation uh, in two thousand eight. But again, uh, you're so you're, you're correct. Me. He yeah. did fix the tweet because he was saying that uh, I forget who it was who tweeted it, but he was saying that the move happened. Yeah, that's Hardaway, not true. Which did not happen. And that threw me. I was like, oh, this is. And I was kind of. I was like, two thousand eight. He gave him ten thousand dollars in two thousand eight. This is why they're digging back. But no, it was two thousand eighteen. And like, th- I mean, think about it this way. It's it say Z- if this was Zion last year. Say Coach K in in 2017 paid for Zion's family to move from Texas to South Carolina. They would be calling for his neck. And and exactly, it it would be like no way, no, No there's no way he can't play. But that's because that's a a take. I don't think anyone said so. Penny's a sympathetic figure in a way, and he's new, and he's he's brand new. And they're hey, they're they're going against the system, and just with the whole everyone hates the NCAA. And this is like I'm not coming to that. I'm not trying to defend the NCAA, but like everyone. Everyone wants players to get paid, but they also don't want the cheating to go like going on. Sure. This is like this is the cheating of it. And now, granted, did Penny think in 2018 he was gonna be the head coach of Memphis? I don't think he was out of his realm of thought. Yeah, probably not, but at the end, so like he didn't think he's but even even if he wasn't, he's the greatest player (laughs) to come out of Memphis. And it's the same, like, what did we, what did uh, Georgia Tech just got slapped with a postseason ban because Jarrett Jack took Wendell Carter to a strip club? Like that's that's this like that's the same type. It's an impermissible benefit by an alum and a booster. Same stuff. It's the same stuff. So like I I do feel for I I, I want to see James Wiseman play. I'm happy he's not going to be out for the whole season. Whatever. It's the same. There was a kid at BYU that got like a 12 game suspension because there was a booster who was like letting him use his car. And we talked about this. And I think yeah. he went to like Disney. He took yep. him to like Disney World. It was the most BYU thing ever. <laughs> and uh, went on some rides. And like and he got 12 games. Fun. So like this is essentially the same thing. So he should be punished. Now, 
I mean, credit to, to Penny and Memphis for trying to just let it like, play that, through. Yeah, that's me. That's I'm a not, wild that's, move, and I'll get hey. It's just basically like, yeah, no, nah, man, like you, you, your your opinion here is not valid. Yeah. And also, last, thing, last point I will have on this, I don't know, obviously, if Penny had success with a high, as a high school, say Penny was a high school coach in um, in Virginia with a like mid, like no no division one players. He was a great high school coach. He won state titles. Penny's not getting the Memphis job, even as great as he was for being a good high school coach, if he didn't have the pipeline of kids yeah, coming yeah, with him too. Whole, yeah, and so this was kind of the thing, like they bought out Tubby Smith after what, like two years? Yeah, because they, like, it's not just Penny's done well at these levels, it's Penny's done well, has the relationships with these top kids, yep. and they trust him, we can bring them all in, rejuvenate Memphis basketball. That's what it was. Yep. And and I'm not knocking Penny as a coach, I'm sure he's been great at, at both levels so far, yep. but... It, it doesn't – it's – I don't know if Penny gets the job without having James Wiseman in high school in AU and some of these other guys like Lomax and, yep. and, and some of these guys too. So it's – No doubt. Um, that was a fresh take from us I think compared I think to what so we too. hear most of the time. So. We're going to cut that up. Uh, all right. Let's jump into a whole bunch of action that we we've been lot, talking man. about. Kentucky stinks. And <laughs> it makes it makes yeah, me so I'm happy. so happy we didn't record an episode of right after the Champions Classic because I was yeah. ready to like just anoint – not in North Kentucky, yeah. but I, I mean Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. I said before, I was like, this kid's gonna be on real, yeah. and he was for one night. It was a fun was night. Very good. So first of all, to lose at home in the non-conference is quite hard. If first of all, there's not that many chances to do because yeah. normally you're if you're playing a home non-conference game, especially if you're Kentucky, you're it's, playing the bottom the our bottom, bottom 25s, yeah. and yeah. you're playing MIAC and SWAC schools and stuff like that. So to lose to Evansville, which is a bye game, which I assume everyone knows, but if not, and Evansville's been pretty bad the past couple of years. Yeah. No offense to Walter McCarty, but they went 11 and 21 last year. They How went long 17 has he been for, two years? Three years? Um, last 19 was his it's first year. 19 was his first year. Oh, so this is so this is his second year. Oh, you mean second year? Eight, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Last, sorry, last season yeah. was his last. 18, his first year, they were 227th in Ken Palm. They went 11 and 21. They ended the season. I mean, yeah, it, it I mean, wasn't look, the greatest. Lo- losing to Evansville is atrocious. They go four from 17 from three. No one. They, they have no like urgency or fight to them. Beside Tyrese Maxey, who now has had has struggled a little bit. Especially, I mean, they almost lose to Utah Valley at home again. The yep. fighting Mark Mansons. Shout out to him. Yes, um, they looked atrocious. Like, and I know that I know that they were only playing. They had like seven guys sitting out. It was like absurd. When you, when you looked at their bench, half the bench wasn't even suited yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the real guy they're missing, Brad Calperi. Yeah. Earn not given. Killing it in Detroit. Which yeah, that's, I was like, where did he transfer again? We're going to get to Greenlight Player of the Week, but I, before, while we're on the, top, the topic of Kentucky, I just have to point out Brad Calipari's stat line against NC State. His first game, um, he played – this is Brad Calipari at Detroit. He played 15 minutes. He had zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero turnovers, zero blocks. He had a 10 tr- – he had a 15 trillion – Outside of the four shot attempts he took. So he's over four. If he hadn't taken any of those shots, it would have been one of the best Mark Titus trillions of all time. But he did have zeros across the board outside of shot attempts. Zero points, zero assists, zero in 15 minutes. Just zeros across the board. So back to Kentucky. What's the plus minus for that? Yeah, so back to Kentucky. Look, I I think, look, they've had a ton of banged up players. Like Montgomery... 
Quickly, Hagen's Richards, and Richards. I'm that. I think Richards is so soft to begin with, too. And, really, and I've thought that from like the moment he was in high school, um, from like first time I started watching. I just don't think uh. he's that tough. And so I think this is one of those. And we kind of said from the beginning, they are still a young team. They're all these Kentucky teams are obviously young. Yeah, it's one of those things that Cal's like. They're gonna have to just keep getting better and keep learning and getting tougher throughout the course of the season. Yeah, and and they will and, and look like, like yeah, they'll they, finish like one, two, or three. I mean, at this point, it really probably one or two in the SEC um, with Florida just going down the two. But um, look, I, I it is very weird for them to struggle. Not only lose to Evansville, but then struggle at home to Utah Valley State. They the can't shooters are there. And it's weird because everyone's like, oh, Ashton Hagen's, Tyrese Max are just going to lock everybody they up. They can't guard anybody. They, what did they give up? To, so they gave so, up 74 points to Utah Valley. They gave up 67 to Evansville. They gave up 49 Eastern Kentucky's trash. And then they gave up – so, like, they look great. Like, Michigan State, granted, like, awesome win. Yeah. Michigan State coming yeah. in, hands down, yeah. number one team. And then everyone immediately – here's the stat for you. This is exactly it. I thought Virginia was bad shooting threes this season. They are 342nd in the country in three-point percentage, yeah, the Kentucky it's, Wildcats. It's shooting 21.3% from three. And they get them up. And granted, somehow, they're still the 17th best offense, efficiency-wise, with shooting three, 21.3% from three. It's yeah. awful. It's absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, look, like we'll, we'll, we'll get off the Big Blue Nation, relax. Like You guys will be fine just because there's too much talent there. Are you a Final Four team? As of now, it doesn't look that way, but there's a lot it's of a long injuries. way to go. Long way to they've go. They've got plenty of time before. They, plenty of time. They've got – their schedule is – I mean, they played Georgia Tech in, in December. Their next tough game they played – which actually be a really interesting neutral side game. They play Ohio State December 21st. And then they play that the UK the annual UK Louisville game, which will be awesome, um, in Rupp, so in Lexington on December twenty eighth before they get into SEC play. So the rest of their games, they're not playing anybody tough. I don't think they're not in any of these big tournaments or anything coming up. Um, but then they've got a couple big non conferences and then the SEC is no slouch. But um, I don't know, Tyrese Maxey. He had what did he have his first? Is that game against Michigan State? He had twenty six points. Then he's followed up with 9, 15, 14. So I still love – I think he's going to be freshman of the year in the SEC. I think he's still going to yeah. be great. Um, but they've got a, a lot – everyone, I think, anointed them number one team easily after that one game. And then yeah. you just don't expect Evansville to come in. And Shout out to Walter McCarty. Got me a, bought me a beer at the Final Four last year. Shout out to Walter. He didn't, he's not a beer drinker. He didn't know he what he does. He just gave you one. He it was, well, it was with Billy. Uh, we were hanging out. and get the Louisville connection. Uh, and so, uh, but so we went to the bar. And he goes, let me get you guys a drink. What do you want? Let's have a beer. So I, I don't drink beer. What, uh, what, what's the best type? What's, what, what type what, of beer what do you guys want? Like, just have a Bud Light. And he was like, go, oh, just get two, two Bud Lights for these guys. So shout out Walter McCarty. Nice. I'm a, I'm, you I'm deserve it. And he danced purple, it up. In purple Aces fan. Yeah, it looked Purple great. Aces fan. And they have the number one, number one free throw shooting, uh, percent shooting team in the country. 88.9% as a team. Evansville. Hey, good for them. Shout out to practice and free throws. Okay, uh, next game I want to break down, Oregon-Memphis. Um, awesome game. Peyton Pritchard, man. He's like one of my favorite players in the freaking country to watch. Yeah, he's he's one more underrated guy. Yeah, he's he really been is. there since their final Yeah, 14. he's a senior now. Um, which, like, when you see – it's, like, so funny. Like, Big Cat always says it, too. It's like, but when when a guy actually stays four years, it seems like they've been there they, your whole life. Virginia like recruited decade. him hard, and they took oh, Ty Jerome. God, it would have been – it was can you imagine though if that was if like both of them? if it was both like either or like either or is fine. Shot, yeah. Ty's my god, Ty's like you don't but lose. still like you don't lose. There he's so awesome. Like he just the way he controls everything. And Virginia played him last year, and that was what I was worried about. He controls everything. You he doesn't get rattled. Yeah. His handle is so solid. It's unreal. He can knock down shots. It's unreal. I love Oregon. 
Yeah, I like Oregon a lot too. They moved up to number four. Their big guy Akoru, I like him. He's solid. He finishes well. Yeah, he did well. He did pretty well against Wiseman. Wiseman got into some foul trouble. He did early. He didn't score in the first half. He did. He He did. But Wiseman takes some weird ones where like he. I don't know if I love the fade. Like I think in the NBA he's gonna kind of be perfect. Like it's gonna be almost unguardable. But right now it's like, dude, you're bigger and. It's Maybe weird. He's stronger than everyone, and he's taking, he's settling in like the mid post, and then legit fading from fifteen feet. I'm like, yo, what? For it what? It is odd, yeah. Because and I think I watched him a little bit in high school, like on EYBL, and he was still, yeah, obviously, you're playing good, it's a good competition there. I think he maybe is used to still just being able to shoot over the top of guys, yeah, and now yeah, it's like, I, I mean, Okoro's six nine, but yeah, like, yeah. I think he's I don't know if it's adjustment to that. That's the same thing we talked about with Vernon Carey. I hated how yeah. Vernon Carey gets the ball. Like you're the biggest dude on the floor by far. He's getting pushed. He's ending up when he further out away out, than yeah. when he gets it. When he figures out how to really the use his body, That's because the biggest difference too is like the first game against Kansas, you're not able to like seal like exactly. that. Exactly, and, and that's what you're getting. It's and then you Georgia State basketball. and yeah. all those points that you were talking about. It was like oh like. Yeah, no, exactly. If you can do this against lesser opponents, we got to talk about. And I, I'm going to butcher his name, but Lester Kinones. 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 The shorts. What is happening, dude? I hate he's it. Spend all, he's now he's spending time down at IMG. It's, I uh, hate it. Now imagine, imagine this. You guys, you guys, Tony Campbell at Ohio, like I, when he won like back there, he was doing that same thing. Uh, and Tony Campbell is like six eight, like two forty. We got to talk about though. Ohio as well. He, no, but. he's got the he's got the short, and that's and you talk like Lisa Kinones is a point guard. Tony was like. Tony is big boy, and he used to roll those shorts into it every single day. Um, but I, yeah. I can't do it. I, I it's tough. I hate it's him. a tough look. Um, but he's really good. No, he's, he's very good. He's, I like him a lot. He's very good. And I'm surprised. I mean, are you surprised as a Duke fan that had Boogie Ellis? Are you surprised not, that like Boogie's like not? He's not doing much. It's not. He's not doing much. But also, it's like it's more like Lester looks impressive. Boogie doesn't. Um, and Precious is still, like Precious is kind of learning and fly, but um, and then obviously like Lomax as well. Lomax was like already there, um, but it is I don't know. I thought Boogie would stand out a little bit more because Bo- I was impressed with Boogie on EYBL circuit, but um, we never yeah. ta- we never talk about lines usually on this. But I remember I saw this and it was like Oregon minus three. And they're playing in Portland. Memphis is so young. And I just think it was like Oregon has Peyton Pritchard. Obviously, they have a bunch of young kids too. I was like, but that just seemed like almost it was like stealing money. I texted somebody I was like, just to hammer this because it's a veteran team basically playing at home against oh, a yeah, really I remember young you team. telling me that. Well, they're obviously they're t- Memphis is more talented, but yeah, they are. I I think the, they also Memphis just can't shoot, man. The last couple no. games they went six or twenty from three. Dude, they went four, four of twenty three from three against yeah, Oregon. For, yeah, exactly. And then there was a game in between that where they went fourteen for twenty seven, which is a good percentage. Yeah, but you know overall they're not shooting great. Um, all right, so that's Oregon Memphis. We both attended the Ohio Iona game. Uh, last week at some point, and let me tell last you something. Wednesday, yeah. Some mid-major hoop. Ohio has a hell, a hell of a point guard. It's basically Lamelo, Jason uh, Preston. Yeah, Jason Preston is basically Lamelo 2.0. The dude played all 40 minutes. He went 10 for 17. He had 14 rebounds, five assists, a block, two steals, and 27 points, and was fantastic throughout the whole game. You know, Iona had no answer for him. Dude, he's made me a believer because last year there's. I was say not hype around him. I just watched him and I wasn't that. I didn't think he was that quick. I didn't. I was like, oh, he's not quick enough for a point guard. He's kind of like, like, but he he's very crafty with the ball. Mm-hmm. He's very like I said. If the haircut would go, I'd, I'd like a little Yo, bit more. It, but it's like identical. 
I'm most impressed he gets in the lane and he doesn't panic when he loses. He picks up his dribble, which I don't – he shouldn't be picking up his dribble as much. He doesn't panic, but he's able to create even after picking up his dribble. Whether yeah. it's a – he's got length to still get a shot off. He can create. Almost like Rondo. Just, you know how like Rondo yeah. always used to just keep his dribble alive on the baseline. But I own a, I mean, shout I own a re- new renovated gym. Very nice facility. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, huge, so huge uh, student support. Yeah, um, so if, it was, if, if it wasn't sold out, it was close. But I mean, where is it? Obviously, these are we're, we're alums. But Ohio was projected dead last in the MAC, twelfth yep. of twelve teams. Yep. They start the season road win at St. Bonaventure, Jeez. which even our good teams like we weren't winning at St. Bonaventure. Um, now they had they had Nicholson, which is top ten. Yeah, league, and it's so, fair okay. enough. And then at Iona. Um, where Iona has won the conference yeah. last three years. Yeah. They're projected to win the conference this year. They shut they down Jolly Fan, I mean, threw some peanut butter over him. Yo, yo, can we stop? I, I, we we have do. to stop we do. to just say, and we've talked about Jolly Fan a lot. My man came out wearing Yeezys. Like the the high, the, the high top, not even like the new high tops, the ones that kind of look like velvet, with where there's strap. legitimately zero support. No, you'd, you'd smash your ankle. And he, what he started thinking, like 0 for 4, took him off. Yeah, he was, um, he was terrible. I'll pull it up right now. Isaiah Washington played 27 minutes, they 2 for 9. They haven't that game. Oh, uh, no, 5 rebounds. He had 5 points, 2 steals, a block, 4 turnovers. And then the last 2.5 minutes of the game when it was very tight, he's not, not even on the floor, completely disengaged on the no, bench. because he can't play over Crawford or, or Gist. Or guests, they're the best. Yeah. I mean, EJ Crawford, shout uh, Connecticut. And I, I don't want to hate on the guy, but I was just so unimpressed with his body language. Like you're in game just two, like and I don't know. You're supposed to be a high major player transferring back home. Like, learn. He obviously had struggles at, at Minnesota in the same degree. He was like yeah. wasn't mature enough. I didn't learn anything from that. You literally, your game two at ho- your first home game, yep. and you're already sulking. Don't even want to be part of the huddle. Um, but back, to, I mean, back to Ohio. Win at St. Bonaventure. Win at Iona. I went down and saw him get smoked by Villanova. Um, yeah, you know, is Villanova? I mean, they they kept it tight for the first maybe 10, 12 minutes, and then Villanova started raining threes, um, and that's kind of what they do. Only problem with Ohio right now, they're not deep. They have two guys that come off the bench that are just a bunch of big white dudes that can't really create they or anything. The, they need the freshmen. They've got there. two. Their two best freshmen are hurt. They hopefully yeah. will get back soon. Um, but Vanderplas, big white boy, a little bit of skill yeah, there. Um, Preston, great hair. Uh, and then Dar- and then Dardis Dardis is a great shooter. He can't. Cre- he's not great at creating and two hip surgeries. But he can. He's probably one of the best shooters in the MAC if they can create for him. So um, shout out to Jeff Bowles. Yeah, I, I love. Just, dude just went to war with his guys. Uh, we sat right behind the bench. So um, shout out to Bobcats. Had a good Bobcat minute in there. All right, let's jump to another green team, the Catamounts of Vermont. They are the real deal. Holyfield Anthony Lamb is a baller. Thirty points, seven threes against Virginia. The real question is, is how far back will Virginia set basketball this year? Dude, easy, man. <laughs> easy, man. Dude, we're going to have another first-round pick. And oh, my God. Um, but okay, I mean, this, so I said from day one. I said from Vermont. Vermont, we got to get Vermont. Vermont, Vermont they right. got wins over Bonnie, Bucknell, BU. They beat St. John's. Anthony Lamb hits the game winner uh, at the buzzer. And then they lose to Virginia by six. Dude, I all mean, their wins, and obviously they are good. Like BU just won at South Carolina last night, yeah, and so and like that's a good one. So um, Vermont, they ranked 67th in Gimpom. They will, I think, there's no question they'll win the America East. They're projected to win every single game the rest of the season on Gimpom outside of Cincinnati. They only play Cincinnati that's is insane. they play on the road at Cincinnati. The only other top 100 team they play, they play UNC Greensboro um, in December. Uh, but outside of that, like the rest of their conference. 
Yeah, UNCG in the like they're only kind of, like I think GW, Albany is one sixty six right now. They're sixty seven. There's a hundred spot rent difference between them and the next team in their conference. Yeah. They're going to give someone trouble in the. Oh yeah, they could uh, win a game in the America East or they, in the NCAA the tournament. They should easily win. But watch Anthony them be Landman, a fourteen seed again. And just, they play great defense. Yeah, um, like Virginia. And they didn't. They went through. They struggled scoring, but Anthony Lamb just got hot. Yeah, like absolutely hot. And they had, and Virginia had to put Diakite on just to even like not let him get shots off. Yeah, um, but we can, that's a kind of a perfect transition. They defend that's Vermont's legit, little, yeah. but yeah. Virginia. Again, the same story, New Year, defense uh, wins. They're going to keep teams. They had two games in a row where Syracuse and I forget the team you guys played, played scored 34. 48-34 and 65-34 are those scores. I mean, woof. And honestly, like in JMU, this is the crazy. I'm going to pull this stat up because it was pretty wild. So JMU, of their 30, they had 34 total points. 24 of their 34 points were from threes. Yeah, so, like so they scored 10 points. Score! They had four two-point made field goals and two free throws. So 10 points outside of those threes. Um, and those threes, I mean, they're like, they were 8 of 31 from threes. So the thing is, the Virginia, Virginia, I don't know if it's necessarily Virginia's defense. Everyone would say, oh, they're slowing it down. It's, it's just how they play. They just don't have the guys like Ty and Kyle and DeAndre that are creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going into Diakite. They're going into Huff. And then they're just playing really good defense. We got to talk about uh, your boy Ty Jerome's tweet about Clark being the best point guard in the ACC. He's showing love for his guy. I know that's what it is. And but as long as you, but, it's right, but he's that. a but he's a PSA he's guy. It's just funny because he's a P, like Ty yeah, was yeah. the PSA point guard before Cole, and he's I don't know if he's throwing shots. I mean they're they were working out a lifetime all summer together. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean he's I showing love to his guy. He's showing love. You got to do and, it. Yeah, yeah. But you know I, I respect it. Um, all right, Virginia's good again. They play defense. We get it. Let's move on. Shout out the Blue Freaking Hens, which I don't know if you can even come, but we're going to go see them play Villanova next Saturday, I believe. I will not um, be here, unfortunately. Delaware is the first team in the country to six no, wins. No, they don't play Villanova till December 14th. Oh, yeah, for a couple weeks. My bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't be in attendance. I'm, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, all right, Delaware, 6-0. First team in the country to six wins. Shout out the oh, fighting yeah. Pat Rogers and Danny O'Connors. Five of the six wins have been away from home. Impressive. The one win was against Bridgewater College Division Three in my We're hometown. It to Trash. Great win, Delaware. Giving it to them. Um, just really quick, Martin Ingle, Inglesby. Jesus. Yep. Um, Disciple year, of? Uh, Notre Dame. Yep. Right. Um, first year, 13 wins. Second year, 14 wins. Third year, 17 wins. And they already have six. So they're on their way. Nate Darling is the real deal. Kim Pong projected 20 and 11 right now. Let's go. Give me a 21 season. 20 and 11 would be big. That is exactly how you get a new job and you leave Delaware. Okay? So yep. they're on their way. Um, we're going to see them against Villanova in a couple, like, like Ian said, I'm, I, mean, I don't know, a couple weeks, whenever it is. Um, but they're doing well, man. Big win at St. Francis, PA. And that's, listen, if you've ever been there, Loretto, Pennsylvania, it's like the worst place on earth. But it's a very hard place, place to play because there's four people in the stands. So there's no energy. There's no one to Where get Where is this? St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Ah, St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's going to be tough. But in the same league, so people get confused. Yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out to Delaware, man. I am very much anticipating, though, once they get into conference play, their matchup against William & Mary and our boy mm-hmm. Bryce Barnes. Yeah, um, Bryce Barnes. Who, Bryce Barnes, a grad transfer from Milwaukee. Uh, which, which game it was? It was against Wofford, I believe. Yeah, hit a game winner with like a layup with like about three seconds left. Um, and then followed that up with um, a 21-point 
performance against Hampton. Um, and then they only, and then William Mary only lost to Oklahoma by five um, on what was that? Yes, on Monday night. So William Mary, I mean, the CAA better than it has been before. I like, I mean, William Mary, new coach staff, Delaware, JMU, eh, what is what is? Hofstra's good. Northeastern's very good. Um, so Delaware is going to be in the mix. I think they're definitely a top four team in the conference. But yeah, get to that, get to that that twenty one mark. Um, their offensive numbers are great. Uh, excuse me, that's William Mary. Um, Delaware, though, yeah, I mean, they're across the board. They should be uh, – they've got they, – yeah, they go – they play at GW, which they could sneak that win. GW might be the worst. Sure. Can, we, oh, can we take a moment? And I don't want to – I, I, I don't want to trash GW because they're in a tough spot. But we just got to talk. How many years ago was GW really good? Like, like listen, when did like it really one fall year, off? Right? Wasn't like it? six – so let's see. 20 – here it is. 2016, they yeah. went 28 and 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very 2017, good. they went 20 and 15. Yeah. 2018, 15 and 18. 2019, 9 and 24. This year, they are 1 and 3. That they lost to Towson on the road, so a lower conference opponent in the DMV. They beat Howard at home. Okay, there's your one win. Yep. And then they have lost two straight home games to American and Morgan State. Okay. I got nothing for you. Like I, I know like Jamie and Chris, what is this year this is year two for Jamie? Yeah. I know like Maurice Joseph didn't do him any favors, like but dude, that's tough. Cause that's look, because gotta, then like those are those are you're trying to recruit DMV kids if yeah. you are. Those are at, American Morgan State and Towson are like afterthoughts. GW's an A ten school. Yeah. Those are like know, now they gotta go neutral side against UMPC. They gotta go on the road at South Carolina. Um, luckily, I mean they're they gotta play Vermont. Got to play their their schedule's not too hard, but like you can't. They're projecting nine and twenty, and I think that's being gracious. You got to give him five years and see what he can do. Got to stop firing people. I mean, you have two, to, I years. guess. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, but on that same note, though, shout to to Carm at Siena. Yes, um, let's go, baby. Shout out to our our one head coach. They did lose barely on Thursday. Lost by three at Harvard. Chart, no slouch, yeah, but they got a win over St. Bonaventure. They got a win over American, um, and then they lost, they, they lost to Xavier. But they have a big one coming up tonight uh, as we record this in a few minutes. They play Yale on the road. Mm. Um, so it'll be should be a good one. Mm. Um, and then the rest, they don't have any – they don't have to play. Xavier was like their one bye game, I guess. The rest of their schedule, it's 200s, 300s, like top one – no one within the no top 150. Yeah. So. So you can have a good first year, which is what we want. That's what that makes a difference, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's jump into the University of No Classes. Uh, Cole Anthony is uh, obviously, as to be expected, a beast, averaging 27 points a game. I just don't think UNC's all that good without him. No, I mean, Gar- Garrison Brooks and Justin Pierce are only players averaging double figures. I know we're waiting on Brandon Robinson to return this week. He... Is I th- actually wait today's Wednesday? Yeah, I think he was actually set to practice today. I don't. They remember. play tonight. They play Elon oh, tonight. He may, then he may play tonight, or it's like they, like very soon. They need him to play because their schedule is about to get tough. I was just gonna say really shout, tough. Shout out to Roy. I was gonna say they and now Notre Dame is in the ACC. Dude, so I give a matter. lot of credit to Roy this year but, for multiple reasons so with their in, scheduling. Yeah, I mean they're in the battle for Atlantis, which is you know everyone's always in 
one of those where you know that you're going to play like kind of a cupcake. So they got uh, Elon first, and then they're going to play Alabama, and then either Iowa State or Michigan. So you know they know that the okay. Opponents. And then what, I would say, where's the let's see the bracket. Wait, the, so Elon's at first in Atlanta. Um, no, it's no, a home Elon's game. At so home. Elon's at home, and then Alabama there it is. is. So in then it's the Bahamas. Here we go. And then they so play. Al- yeah, Iowa they play State. Alabama, but then they'll play the one. Yeah, either Michigan or Iowa State. Yeah. And then the other side of that bracket is Gonzaga, Southern Miss, Seton Hall, Oregon. So yeah. they're either going to play Gonzaga, Seton Hall, or Oregon. Which they could play Gonzaga twice because then they play Gonzaga December 18th at Gonzaga. Exactly. Which is so, Which is pretty wild. But the thing – so they have that. They play Ohio State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which I get. Like that's not him scheduling. No, but like no. you know you know, you're always getting a good always opponent. Because it's UNC. Then they go Weird the they stupid. It's because they, and we talked about it before, but it's the twenty game ACC schedule. So yeah. they go at Virginia December eighth. Yeah. And then they got to go Wofford at home, which obviously Wofford coming. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good. They're coming off the NCAA tournament, and then it's at Gonzaga again, and then UCLA on the neutral court, and then home against Yale. I, I that's probably of all the high major schools, I think I'm most impressed with how Roy how their schedules work. Did you out. mention UCLA? I'm sorry. Yeah, UCLA okay. is a neutral side December 21st. It's that yeah. same event where Ohio State is playing Kentucky. Got it's it. the it's all four of those teams. Um, and then, yeah, Yale. And then they jump in. They've got an easy – they start – this is what I was saying. After those – once they start real conference play in January, their first three ACC games are Georgia Tech at home, Pittsburgh at home, at Clemson, Clemson at home, Pitt. at Pittsburgh, at Virginia Tech, Miami at home – and then at NC State is going to be their first like real test. Yeah. So like they're they're going to go through the gauntlet here in non-conference for a while, yep. kind of reset. Um, but Cole, they have to find something because right now Cole is taking thirty-nine point nine percent of that team's entire shots. Yeah. Which at this point you're living with because he's making them, he's doing well. But can he do that for the entire year? I don't know. And it's pretty well because I mean everyone his that first game we went off for thirty-four against Notre Dame. He was six of eleven from three. He was 4 of 11 from 3, 3 of 7 from 3. If you ask anybody, the one knock on him was like his shot in yeah. high school. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's a bad shooter. And no. I, I think he's actually – I watched him like work. Like that's the biggest thing he works on. Yeah. But his whole – his thing has been creating and distributing and just yeah. his feel for the game. Yeah. You can't rely – like if you're – especially like against – when they do play Virginia, are you just going to rely on Cole to just jack threes against the pack line? Like that's – they got to. They got to. I mean, he's, shoot, he's, sh- he's shooting forty-four percent from three. He's shooting forty percent from two. Um, this sounds I mean, bad because UNC obviously like they, they're three and zero and they smoke teams. But wouldn't you expect against Wilmington and Gardner Webb, they'd put up at least eighty? They've been they've been hit eighty points yet as a team. That's the thing is like they're not necessarily the classic way, UNC. No, Give it, the, they got a couple no, guys still hard again. But the way they play, you expect them like ninety points, at least yeah. eighty five, something like that. Yeah. No. At least against those opponents. Um, all right, let's stay in the ACC. Let's go to Louisville. I tell you what, man, these guys scare the hell out of me. Yeah, um, as they should. You know, Great. obviously Jordan Nora, twenty points a game. He's an absolute beast. Uh, but Darius Perry and Lamar Kimball have been pretty good. And their point, their freshman point guard, Johnson, has been hurt. Yeah. So, like, you know, when he comes back, I was interested um, to see what the Irish Hulk was going to do. He's only playing 10 minutes a game yeah, so far. He's, he's averaging not, a bucket a game. He's got seven points in the four games. And yeah. Came, yeah. So, it's, so he's, he'll, he'll maybe hopefully find his rotation. But, again, even going in, we said he was going to be a four-year guy there. So yeah. give it some you time. You thought was he, he was pretty raw, like in high school. He was just – did he – Look, we, was it? We, I saw him once. He gave us 40 points, but we didn't have anybody to guard him. But, no, man, he, he could score from all three le- levels. Now, it's tough because of – you know, the personnel we had on the high school team I was coaching at, but like, of course, he was making threes, 
He was scoring at will if he got it a couple feet from the basket, and yeah. then he was hitting some mid range. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think mean, it'll be fine. But yeah. I mean, look, at the Nora end of the day, is Nora's going to lead the way for them. I mean, he's yes. number two in Kim Palm's uh, uh, basically player of the year rankings right now. Yeah, um, they're really solid, and they've they said they've got a couple of easy games here. They played USC Upstate, they play Akron, uh, Western Kentucky, but then their their ACC Big Ten challenge game is Michigan. Um, they play Pitt, and then but they've got a neutral side game against Texas Tech. Should be tough. And then they've got their December 28th against Kentucky that we already talked about on the road. Um, and then they'll jump into ACC play. But, I mean, they're, they're a trend. I saw it. Well, Dave Portnoy put a $20,000 bet Jeez, on them, 13-1 to one to win the national championship. Unbelievable. Um, so they're going to be, like, a very trend. Like, I don't, they'll never fall out of the top 10, I don't think, at any point. No. Um, they're going to be probably top 5, top 10 team at, all, at any point, even if they lose a couple. Yep. Um, they're obviously really well coached. They they're still bringing in a bunch of recruits even for next year, but yep. um, Louisville solid man. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Buckeyes. Even though I want Holtman to succeed just somewhere else, but he's doing a great job, he's man. Early, he's job. got he's got two great early season wins over Villanova and Cincinnati. Um, the kid and the with trans- the kid even being out for some of that because he, yeah, he broke his eye socket. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Which, that's that. got to be a miserable injury. Brutal. Um, the Florida State transfer Walker has been really good for him too. Yeah. Um, um, DJ Carton, uh, Caleb Wesson, obviously, like both those kids. CJ Walker, though, um, it's interesting. I mean, they the one the kid that bailed him out um, against uh, Cincinnati. It was a, it was that's first game of the season. It was really really slow starting. Um, it was who am I thinking of? It was Kyle Young, six um, eight junior kid. He had what do you yeah, think? Yeah, he's their leading scorer right yeah, now. Yeah, Kyle. He's almost Young, averaging a double double. Which Caleb I don't think Wesson anyone really is expected. I don't know if they really expected it, but Kyle Young came in and kind of like led them. And obviously, they smoked Villanova. Um, who they have? I mean, you worked under Holtman for what a year, two years? One year. I didn't have an eye, so I don't know, but I obviously heard great things and what he's done on the recruiting trail, what he's done yeah. X and O's wise. Um, it speaks for speaks for itself. Um, but I mean, they've got like I said, they've got UNC coming up. Um, they play. Oh, we might have to get a uh, you know, battle of former colleagues. Uh, Ohio State versus Kent State, Monday, November twenty fifth. Aaron Foose versus hey, Chris Holman. Let's go. Um, also, shout out Kent State. They're actually four and zero as well. Um, and I don't know, the big story they hit. They have the first, um, at least on record, autistic uh, college oh. basketball player. Okay. Um, oh yeah. I read about that. Yeah, and he's not playing. I think he kind of got in like later. Um, in a game, but um, really, really cool to see. Um, and I believe they played. They played. Oh, they played Towson, and Towson. I believe this Towson coach's son, or Towson coach, has a son that is autistic, oh, and, and so they basically built like once he heard that this kid was playing there, they scheduled this game. Oh, it was wow. like an autism awareness game, very and they're cool. doing all this stuff. So really, really cool stuff. Very, very um, cool. Shout out to Cindy and Kent State and Coach Foose. Um, all right, we. I know you want to talk about the Pac-12. Is it back? Dude, Pac-12. Yeah, we're going to bring awesome. Marty Bahar back on here from USC on the pod here soon. But I mean, what is? Ha- I know Pac-12 football stinks, but Pac-12 basketball could be back. I don't know if I talked. I don't think I've watched one game yet. I, I wa- So I don't know if I talked about this on the first pod, or I just told a bunch of people that I loved Washington. I lo- and once they yeah, had, you did. once you they did. have Quade Green back, I was like, I love this team. Um, so Washington, obviously, they started out the season with a really big win against Baylor um, in Alaska, the Super Am. They did lose to Tennessee, um, impressive, but 
Washington, very, very impressed with. They play, it's obviously it's Mike Hopkins. They're playing that Syracuse 2-3 zone. Um, they have Jaden McDaniels. They Do you know who's, uh, uh, whose nephew is on Washington? Hit me. The one and know. only, Sean Carter. Jay-Z. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Nas yes, yes. Carter. I know that. Nas know Carter that. right now, um, who's actually playing pretty well. He's, uh, what are his numbers? He had, against Baylor, he had 23 points and six rebounds, uh, seven rebounds. 14, 18, eight points. Like, NASCAR is playing really well. Um, As a conference, they're 42-4. and four. Yeah, so, move, yeah, off of Washington. Yeah, and then, obviously, right Arizona, uh, Nico Mannion, everyone was hyped up. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to have, like, a whole episode. That's going to be interesting. It, I, I can't fully get behind a team, though, that's starting and playing meaningful. Chase Jeter is still playing meaningful minutes for. That scares me, but they're 4-0. Um, they, smoked, um, they smoked Illinois. Uh, 90 to 69 at home. Um, and then they also, let's see, Arizona, USC. I mean, USC's 4 0. They've got pretty much like the rest, their non conference is very, very, not not easy, but very fair. Their best non conference game, they play TCU coming up in LSU. Um, they can keep winning. Um, and then, I mean, two top And then obviously, Oregon, we already talked about. And then Oregon State. Uh, who was it that anointed Trace Tinkle, the best? Uh, Preseason all American, what it was, but I, I will give credit. Trace Tinkle is balling out. I think his game, his scoring averages, he went 25, 27, 18, and 16 in his first four games. Um, so, dude, Oregon's. I mean, was it last year they were a one bid league or is it two? Like, yeah, one or two, one or and two, and it was like, are they gonna get? Yeah, and now I mean, I think there's four legit teams. Oh, in Colorado, Colorado's yeah, one that nobody's like paying any attention to. Four now, legit. granted, they only played Arizona State the first game is their only competition. They're going to play Kansas coming up, um, but Colorado is kind of sneaky, sneaky good team. Um, I think they could get. I mean, look at it now you get Colorado, Washington, Oregon, Arizona, USC. That's five teams I think right off the bat I would put as tournament teams, and then maybe a fringe Arizona State. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arizona State, interesting one. They're playing St. John's coming up, so you get Bobby Hurley against the school that everyone wanted him to yeah, come. Yeah, they wanted to him to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Washington State's trash. Cal's trash. Um, and then UCLA, it's – I haven't watched much, but it's it seems like it's typical Mick Cronin basketball. They're, yeah. they're 4-0. I mean, yep. they're 4-0. Good for him. So, Pac-12, shout out to you guys for upping it. Um, we'll get Bill Walton back on the call soon, have some late-night uh, late fun with Pac-12. Awesome. Okay, and the – I think for the first time ever, we have a dual green light player of the week. We owe it to the people. It's been we haven't had an episode in a couple been, weeks, yeah, so we might as well do two guys. Been a little. I'm going to take one. You can take the other. So mine will be from Delaware. Yep. All right. So shout out to the Fighting Rogers and O'Connors. But uh, it will be Nate Darling. We mentioned him earlier. Actually from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Who knew? I did not. Went to DeMatha Catholic. 6'5". The dude is averaging 58% from three right now. 58% from three, including bad, an eight for 10 game. It's not bad. All right, man. that is what we like to call the green light. All That's right? not bad. So, shout out, Nate. Good job, man. Keep repping for the brand. White guys can shoot. Good stuff. And um, the other one, we already talked about, Ian. obviously, um, but in Vermont, I have to go Anthony Anthony Lamb. Um, and, and obviously, they beat before they uh, Vermont beat St. John's. Um, he was two of 11 from three. So, 
Still, that's still the green light. He's still, he's still pulling. Still but pulling. then he came up against Virginia, went 7 of 14 from three, 30 points. And we talked about Virginia gave up 34 to Syracuse. He had 30 on his own against Virginia. So, like, that shows you he, 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 kept, he kept pulling. Um, he's, he's an absolute bucket. Um, and last thing we'll end you with, since we we got to go anti-green light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is Perfect. one of the more obscene stats I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever seen this in a game. It's so bad. It's real. I couldn't believe I thought it was – I didn't think it was real. I was like, oh, maybe they're playing a Shout out to the one, one guy who made but it. But we always got to keep talking. We got to have Duquesne every once in a while. They are 3-0, so Paul is uh, – it's not looking good so far for his bet. Um, but uh, basically, Duquesne – it was what? November 15th, so last Friday. Duquesne played Lipscomb. The teams combined to shoot one of 40 from three. One – made three-point shot of 40 attempts between two teams. Um, and they did play – apparently they played at a Division three gymnasium in Pittsburgh while oh, maybe Duquesne's – Maybe And so, like, yeah, but that's – I mean, Duquesne was one of 22 and Lipscomb was zero of 18. Um, shout out the one guy that made it for Duquesne, Tavian Dunmartin, was one of eight. Oh, um, God. So he's like, I'm letting, I'm gonna make one for anybody. Yeah, yeah. So we keep in. shooting till we get one. It's the anti green um, light. It's the red light. He had five. If you will, he, he, had it's five, the red light. he had five points and was one of eight from three. Woof. So um, that is uh, hopefully we'll have obviously some better stats for next time. But listen, lots to recap. Obviously, don't tell me this podcast is not multifaceted. Episode forty-seven, I think, is the first podcast we went through and did not mention not only the number one team in the country but the duke blue devils and i love it and we're gonna leave it at that we're gonna go see them win the 2k actually let's go georgetown we're seeing georgetown tomorrow and then hopefully I'm friday Roy Hibbert jersey out let's of, go uh, baby i got my one extra schmedium t-shirt that brian was afforded to give me in freaking georgetown so i'll be wearing that we're seeing them tomorrow hopefully duke playing more home games at msg than they are at cameron so God, far right damn right that's what we do, Cameron North. Baby. Yeah, because you can't be losing to D2 teams in exhibition game or getting close to an exhibition game. Damn right. Listen, we already talked about this. Game, fair right? enough. No, um, good. I mean, it's fair enough. All right. Well, we got a lot of basketball to watch this week. We'll catch up next week. Um, until then, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss, then tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rustles up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.